Hi, this is Daniel Brennan, and this is Vintage Stories. All right, thank you, Willie Devine. That's Willie's, what he calls, Pinot Funk, our little theme song for this series. Uh, We might mix it up. Willie's got some other stuff for us in the works. We might throw in some other songs. Uh, but Pinot Funk is what it is for now. Maybe that'll just be the uh, Wira Rappa part of this podcast, which this is a co-production. This Vintage Stories podcast is a co-production with the Pinot Noir New Zealand 2022 conference. And I hope you guys go back and listen to that first introductory episode with Helen Masters. That really sets the tone, lets you know what we're going to do for basically the next year and a half uh, maybe, yeah, about a year and a half probably of podcasts we're going to do. We'll take a break around vintage, uh, and start back up next winter, but we got a lot for you in store for you this spring here in New Zealand. It is early October. Now the interviews you're about to hear are from, well, almost two months ago. Some of them, we've kind of had to work our way around, uh, the state of the world these days. Uh, but I'm not going to talk much. We're going to get right into it with two youngish winemakers and Ben Trinick and Janine Rickards. Uh, they're both about 30 minutes each. I actually stopped the interview and restarted because we forgot to ask uh, Ben a couple more questions, which we get into. I edited Janine's down a little bit, uh, just cause we got interrupted and, um, it just made sense to do. Uh, but I think what we are, you know, I don't know, coming to terms with here, what we're listening to, in my opinion, and what I discovered during these emails, or during these emails, during these interviews, is uh, two people who grew up in New Zealand, travel the world a little bit, and they're coming to terms with their heritage, coming to terms with what it is to be a New Zealander. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of immigrants to New Zealand. Uh, there's a lot of people who grew up here from a you know, with a lot of mixed different backgrounds and cultures. And it, I think it just takes time to step back, and particularly when you're somebody in the new world and looking at your history. You know, Ben, uh, when I'm speaking to him, he brings up the term Papa when we, which is, is about your lineage. Uh, when we were speaking about Turonga Waiwai and the distinction between those two terms. And uh, it's really interesting to speak to these two uh, young, again, youngish winemakers uh, about their backgrounds and their feelings and thoughts on everything that's happening in the in New Zealand wine these days and New Zealand Pinot Noir. So uh, let's let's get into it with Ben first. Uh, as I said, uh, I did jump back in and ask him a couple more questions at the end, and then uh, and then we'll talk to Janine. <laughs> We're fortunate enough to have a sponsor for this podcast series in Wine Searcher. Just go to winesearcher.com, download the app, check out what's all going on. I only recently downloaded the app. Uh, they gave me a little bit more access. So there's a free version, there's a paid version. Uh, I mean, let's be honest, everybody's buying wine online these days. These guys do wine, beer, spirits. You can find the price that this is sold anywhere in the country. I will say when you do the paid membership, it opens it up to a lot more options. Uh, so be sure and check that out as well. If you're a professional in this wine, beer, spirits game, you definitely want to go uh, with the paid version. Uh, if you're just trying to look up some wine and trying to find out 
where where it can be found. If there's a better price for it around town or around uh, the world, uh, you can go to winesearcher.com. Don't forget that they do multiple currencies as well. So before you uh, gasp at a price, make sure you have the uh, correct uh, currency for your country or whatever country you're looking at. Go to winesearcher.com, download the app. They're the best. Check it out. So, yeah, you just, you're pretty good right there. That's a good microphone. Um, we can adjust as we needed and uh, it picks up a little echo. It sounds cool. Okay. You know? <laughs> a little reboot. That's right. That's right. Um, well, this is convenient uh, that we're get to catch up like this yeah it's great um i asked you before where you were born you said mm-hmm. um auckland yes yeah so i was born in auckland um and spent most of my life in auckland mm-hmm. um but my father is uh, maori and we hail from the east coast of the north island so far, not far from Martinborough, or uh, so we're up further up north. Um, Gizzy, yeah, other the other side of the Cape. Yep. Um, so about forty-five minutes from the East Cape. Yep. Um, our little sort of area is called Paripari, which is pretty close to the closest town is Tikaha. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a yeah area of all of my family, um, and we've literally been there for seven hundred years. So back and forth a lot growing up as a kid from Auckland to there, go see yeah. family. And yeah, absolutely. It was sort of like every summer, um, basically, yeah. I was going there and we've got a little family beach, so spent most of our time down there. It was, yeah. So I, great. I, I grew up in Auckland, but I, I call um, that part of New Zealand home. So. so mom and dad just working in Auckland, basically, for yeah. went, went for the jobs, kind yeah, of. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Both, both teachers and... Um, yeah, Auckland was, was where work was. Dad always wants to go back, a um, bit more fishing and um, hanging around the beach, but uh, not enough uh, uh, sort of nightlife or <laughs> cafes for mum. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, and they met there in Auckland. They did meet in Auckland, yeah. So they might compromise one day uh, in a place called uh, Ohope, which um, Ohope. which is closer to the coast for my dad. So I can go fishing in about an hour and a half, not a six-hour drive from Auckland. <laughs> um, and Mum can never. Um, yeah, you forget. White. You forget how far. Not get six hours. You don't think yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it was. You know, so even the trips were all, all part of it as a kid. Driving down and mm-hmm. having our usual routine stops and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, we just did that on the way yeah. down from the bay. You know, got to hit the Clareville Bakery and. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, so I, I got my family here with me. Yeah, uh, staying around the corner. Uh, awesome. Um, I better not drop any water on my computer. That would be a <laughs> bad way to start the first of this series of podcasts. But yep. I'm glad I uh, talk. Uh, get to talk to you because uh, I was thinking that mm-hmm. at some stage you'd want to talk, and um, uh, yeah, I can ease my way back into it. Somebody I'm comfortable with, and I know yeah, cool. I don't start off with somebody a uh, complete stranger. Yep. Um, and so, uh, though this might not be the first yep. uh, in the way they're released, uh, they'll probably, we're thinking that it'd kind of be more like a magazine and a yeah, bit more chopped up. Yeah. And, uh, um, yep. But, uh, yeah, I think 
you know, coming at it from my angle, being somebody who grew up not in New Zealand, mm-hmm. and then um, somebody who does make Pinot but doesn't live. Nec- I mean, Hawke's Bay makes some Pinot, but we're not. That's not necessarily what we're known for. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sort of at arm's length, uh, mm-hmm. uh, both uh, wine making, vineyard wise, and culturally mm-hmm. as well. But obviously, I lived here now for 12 years, and yep. so um, you know, my biggest thing during this series and I'll probably say it a bunch of times and say it in introductions and stuff is curiosity Mm -hmm. um and uh, you know I hope I don't stumble over things too much and I'm respectful for what it is and I I, I hope I can sort of well I will stumble no matter what but I hope I stumble into um (laughs) patience by everybody uh that that uh you know with 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 um with our own, uh, with New Zealand's own identity, as far as Tūronga uh, Waiwai, uh, which I'm, you know, my wife has studied a lot of Māori recently. Mm-hmm. Even though she's Italian, she studied a lot of multiculturalism in her recent teaching degree, oh, and she helps me a lot with my pronunciations. Oh, that was very good. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> we'll see about the other ones. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's pretty significant because. I certainly don't know, I don't know if enough's the right word, but I don't know many Māori in the wine industry. And mm-hmm. I'm always, you know, I think it's a, a great way, you know, obviously wine wasn't something that was going on here 700 years ago, exactly. like you said, but it was yeah. going on in Europe. And um, it's something that's come here, but uh, there's something really interesting about wine that is unique as a... Um, uh, you know, a farmed product, if you will, mm-hmm. is that it gives you that snapshot of every year. And there's not a lot of uh, other things that do that, yeah, that you can sure. go back and look at. So there's, uh, it, it's pretty cool to be able to trace that history, even in the last 30 years. Well, absolutely. Uh, and then I think what I hope with this series and what we one of the goals is at least is to tie it back even farther to these Mm -hmm. stories about what was going on in these lands well long before that. And, and 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 I I get a feeling there's going to be some similarities and amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, what was, what was going on in this region? Mm -hmm. You know, we call Martinborough now. Um, and I hope I can dig deeper and get connected with some people. Um, but how did you get, uh, how did you end up here? I mean, I know... Uh, um, yeah, so in, in Martinborough. Yeah, so basically, I in Auckland, I studied and um, I was doing environmental studies and, and sort of basically didn't really have an idea of what avenue I wanted to go down. Um, but I enjoyed the climate sort of aspect of my degree and, you know, I used to watch weather patterns just for fun and mm. that kind of thing. And um, I eventually got a job in a wine store and... It was sort of Pinot Noir that was kind of the first, maybe similar for you, that kind of um, wine that really captured me. Yeah. And um, I just decided to sort of explore, you know, how it was made and things. So I did my first harvest um, in 2014 in Marlborough. And um, that led to, you know, Where was that at? That was at Morisco Vineyards. Okay. Um, And I absolutely loved it. It was just this new world that i've how big of a place is that is that quite big or? quite large yeah. yeah at that time they're actually much bigger now but we would in that year we did nine and a half thousand ton Jeez. yeah slavalanche yeah <laughs> i know yeah is it yep learned the lord the savalanche yep, yeah that's the right. savalanche yeah 
um so yeah that was yeah i was just mind blown it was just kind of uh you know introduction into this world dove in like you know <laughs> what the hell is this yeah. yeah but it was yeah it was amazing and met some great people and then kind of just led that train um keep going really and so i decided to head overseas and uh, so i ended up working in napa and um i worked in australia and, and margaret river mm-hmm. and um did you make any pinots in those areas or no i was no i was just cutting your just, teeth however yeah, you could yeah just kind of just working traveling well, not napa i wouldn't think yeah. yeah um yeah not down in caneros but um i was there's a bit of carneros pinot but yeah 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 it's not bad it, it sometimes i wonder about because i've had some good california pinots that uh, we're just really good solid wines mm-hmm. and when somebody says like oh hawks bay is too hot for pinot i'm like i've had, had some california pinots that were yeah. made properly and yep. were really good but oh absolutely the uh, delicious i had i think it was one of the canaries pinots pinots etude yeah etude yeah, yeah i yeah. really enjoyed that um yeah. that one um when i was first getting into to wine mm. so yeah um and so yeah basically working and traveling but um i think my heart was always with pinot noir mm. and um so i did some study um so i further it on to to actually try and make a career out of it um in winemaking so i studied on waiheke island and um really yeah i did a yeah the one year postgraduate degree in wine science and what school is that auckland university oh cool yeah amazing program it's, yeah i've heard yeah yeah 15 students um yeah, you and they will. have, but the, they, don't they have like a really cool winery facility in Auckland too, like labs uh, yeah, and everything? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what's amazing is that um, actually they have everything on the island as well. <laughs> so awesome. our classroom was above the little winery downstairs, which had its own lab, and it's great. We had um, it was about f- around five hectares of vineyards. Where did you live in Waiheke? Did you live on Waiheke for? I a did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I lived on the beach. That's um, great. Down in Onitangi, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I loved it. Again. I was I was loving where I was and, you know, just loved Waiheke, but they just didn't make Pinot Noir. Yeah, yeah, sure. So sure. I finished up my degree and I was thinking, all right, if I'm going to do this, I need to be making Pinot. So um, I thought I'm just going to apply to, you know, the wines that I love. I think, think we're making some of the best expressions in New Zealand and Atarangi was, was one of them. Um, and, yeah, I, I applied in 2017 as a seller hand. And um, yeah, shot my email down, and Helen got back to me really quickly, which was great. Uh, and yeah, I did my first harvest in, in 2017, and it was yeah, it was incredible. It was um, not a normal vintage, I don't think. No, for no, it was not a normal vintage. <laughs> I picked between a couple cyclones. Yeah, absolutely. And it was yeah, so I I don't think I really saw much sun that that um, vintage. So I was thinking, how you know, how are we making wine down here? Yeah. But um, since I've um, been here longer now and um, tasting those wines, I'm just, yeah, it's... I think the 17 is like, it's a, it's a wine, you know, as far as I'm sure a lot of Martin Burrow pe- producers would say this, is that they're one of the wines you're like most proudest of because yes. it was a tough vintage yeah. and then you come out the other end of it, a little bottle age and you go, this is pretty good. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And I, yeah, I love those ones. This is, you know, so acid driven. Yeah. And... Um, elegant and light and 
Yeah. Well, that's Pinot, though, isn't it? It's yeah. like you can you can have a different kind of vintage and still make a beautiful wine. Out yeah, of it, absolutely. Twelve percent, you know. 12%, you yep. know? Um, so, uh, yeah, that would have been an eye opener. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could see, you know, the place where we're sitting right now. I could see it being pretty loud. Yeah. With some uh, cyclone weather absolutely. passing through. Yep. Yep. No, so it was, uh, Did you guys have the outdoor roof then? Uh, a portion of it. A portion. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. We had some form of shelter out there, but um, not as, as good as it is now. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I yeah I loved it. And um, shortly after, I went to back to California mm-hmm. and I worked in Sonoma um, for Ted Lemon at Literary. Yeah. Uh, so that was amazing. I was there for six, seven months. Um, worked throughout the vineyard and into the cellar, and yeah, just incredible. Wherever they took you, so much, yeah. yeah. And um, and then got the call back um, to yeah replace Chris mm-hmm. um, full time. So and yeah, been assistant winemaker. Yeah, got to right. step up. Exactly. Yeah, got responsibilities now. <laughs> you know? yeah. Exactly. Got to put some put some. Uh, Roots down. That's right. Such a Tudunga Waiwai. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that would. And um, I mean, did you have any identification or knowledge outside of the wines you drank from here, from growing up, or anything like that, uh, from the wider Apa or or um, No, no, not really. Um, I had yeah, really no idea about the region. Um, I do know the local iwi. Nanti uh, Kahuninu um, was down here. Uh, had some family pass through yep. just over time, but really um, kind of lands that I, I haven't um, known too much about. Mm. And so it's been really um, great being here. I've been here now for three years, and um, you know, it's just so much about this place. That, yeah, um, it's well, quite incredible. You, you picked a pretty good place to apply to first of all <laughs> yeah. uh, so that was uh fortuitous and the, and good timing and all that sort of stuff um but yeah you talked about you know putting your roots in and mm-hmm. and uh and uh really getting a feel for the place yes um i have you know i know from coming back and forth you know just you know, just like when you walk a vineyard, you have like mm-hmm. a feeling, you go, oh, this place is like that, you know, and you, especially if you walk it time and time again. Yes. Um, and uh, Martinborough, I call like the perfect little Pinot pocket, you know, it's kind of this like you dip, dip down into yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and what, you know, so what are the, the things that you've noticed? Because you've worked in Marlborough, for instance, sure. you know, that make this place, uh, you know, somewhere where you can put, you know, put th- that you love, you know. Um. Yeah, there's quite a few different things that, so, you know, obviously, ultimately, um, I think being on the North Island, for me, um, so as I was saying earlier, with um, my home being up on the East Cape, sure, um, I feel just uh, a lot more of a connection to the North Island. Yeah. Um, so, that was kind of a big thing for me. Um was being on the North Island and in a place that makes amazing Pinot. Mm. Um, and then so and, and then being here, there's this amazing sort of energy while being slow paced at the same time. Yeah, I, I was th- I was gonna kinda good at that. You yeah, know, that sort of uh, that that is almost uh you know, the comparative word for 
Turonga Waiwai would you know this would be terwa right so yes but but it's it's our own version of it because it's how the land affects you exactly and I think terwa is more about how the land and you affect the wine exactly yeah, yes so, so it's interesting that uh, you know really that effect from you into the wine really just comes from the land actually and Abs- and the weather and absolutely and, yeah. the, and the place here so. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I was digging at is like when you um, you live in a place for a while like this. Yes. It's got its own quiet hum to it. You know? Absolutely. And that's, I think, is the beauty of the word Turanga Waiwai. Uh, and there's another word in Māori that we have is uh, whakapapa, which um, essentially is your lineage, mm. which is something you can't change. Um, so that's, yeah, generations and generations of, of story and history. Whereas Turanga Waiwai is um, something that belongs to yourself as an individual. Mm. Um, so you may have your Turanga Waiwai where you, were, where you were born or where you grew up or actually where you feel at home. Yep. And the Turanga, Turanga Waiwai itself, um, I think, solidifies when you are in a place um, longer and longer. Um, so... Currently, for me, my Turanga Waiwai is, is home on the East Coast, but I think, you know, at, at one point on in life, Marnborough is just going to be part of that as well, and then um, next generation from me will, you know, they, maybe Marnborough is, ex- yeah, yeah, home as home can be. Yeah. And you mentioned the uh, local iwi here. I would love at some, you know, to be able to get a little history and speak to them at some stage again. Um approaching it from a very uh well what's the word innocent <laughs> uh uh understanding and uh but uh I, I would love to you know if there's a chance you could yeah, yeah introduce me or whatever oh absolutely and yeah. i think um for myself as well uh you know i'm my iwi is te whana apanui and um that's the one up north yes yep. yeah up on the up on the east coast there and I would love to just explore um, kind of, yeah, what's the iwi here, uh, the traditions that they have that um, are the same or different. Mm. So I think it's, again, for me, it's uh, would be an exploring um, aspect as well. And historically, you know, I mean, I just can imagine 700 years ago or even 50 years ago, but mm-hmm. uh, more, you know, thinking more back longer ago that... Um, uh, it was pretty cold on the South Island, <laughs> yes. so there probably wasn't a lot of people down there. No, not at all. Um, so, I mean, I sense that even in Hawke's Bay, you know, there's really um, deep old communities there yep. uh, that that have been there a long time, and, and you could see why, because it's just beautiful, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the weather's really nice, and there's yep. a lot of, uh, uh, you can kind of grow anything, and, mm-hmm. you know, there's plenty of fishing and everything, Absolutely. so... Uh, you have to get your dad down there soon. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, we, we did meet up there uh, a couple of weeks back. Oh, you should have hit me up, man. Yeah. Next time yeah. you do that, let me know. Yeah, absolutely. We'll take care of you guys. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, but, yeah, that's that's sort of uh, affecting me as well in that sense. Um, yes. Uh, you can imagine it's not like Philly, this place, at all, anywhere mm-hmm. in New Zealand, but particularly living uh, rural or semi-rural or however we live. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, well, let's talk about some of the other uh, terms here, and I'm gonna, um, you know, I'm gonna say my pronunciation probably 
won't be as good just because I haven't said the words enough. I should be. Sure. Um, so, Kaitiakitanga. Kaitiakitanga? Okay. That's it? So, yeah, sort of said that right. Um, and that is uh, one of the other sort of pillars. And if, if uh, you need to think about that for a second, no <laughs> yeah, problem. Yeah. Uh, because uh, we were sort of, you know, have, you know, this is... Uh, like I said, we'll probably edit some of this down, so yeah, cool, don't no don't feel uh, um, too. To re- refresh the the memory on these terminologies. Um, but when you were a kid, did they? You know, were you learning Maori in school? Like, because my daughter is now. You know. Yeah, yeah, I was. Because um, you were young enough to, to have been able to. Yeah, I I I went to, like so. My kindergarten um, was called Kohangareo, um, which was just a fully Maori um, uh, preschool, mm-hmm. and um, actually, my dad. Is that was in Auckland. Yeah, that was yep. in Auckland. Yeah. Oh yeah, your dad's a teacher too. And my dad's uh, um, actually fluent in Maori. He um, is uh, a lecturer at um, yeah Auckland University, and and has um, lots lots to do with Maori language. Um, so, but it's one of those difficult things where. He's basically the only person that I could yes, converse too. with, so um, it was something that it's like my wife in Italian in our house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I learnt it through school and spoke a little bit, but um, it's just yeah, one of those those things that you need to keep going and absolutely and yeah. So um, that's that's a goal of mine for sure. I think what's interesting about language, though, is um, you know we're gonna we can give a longer definition to a word um, like Turonga Waiwai mm-hmm. and then as in Katiakitanga <laughs> Katiakitanga Katiakitanga um, I'm going to practice you got that, it. Right? You got it. I, that was better that one that was um, good. as being guardian they're not easy words I know I know <laughs> um, they uh, they're fun to say though once you get them right you know? <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah. I've like and then when I first moved here I was like couldn't even get the uh, you know the didn't even know what the word, you know, the uh, pronu- not a pronunciation, but like which accent on what, and yeah, didn't yeah. know the, uh, you know, I think the, the famous one was Pukutapu. I thought it was Puktapu, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was like uh, that can't be it, yeah, you know, <laughs> just can't be. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, Katiakitanga mm-hmm. uh, means guardianship, uh, stewardship, sort of. A trustee, somebody who's, you know, looking over the land. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I noticed, uh, again, driving in here today, the uh, organic wine grower or bio grow sign mm-hmm. coming in, uh, which is obviously a great sign. And uh, I think, you know, just pulling into this place and uh, being around the vines uh, of Martinborough and it's a growing, what's great is it's in Hawke's Bay. There's mm-hmm. more and more people going in that direction and it's like, boom, boom, boom. Once yeah, a couple of them went all of a sudden, sure. it's like, Oh yeah, we better yeah. get our act together. Cause everybody knows in their heart. That's, uh, yes, you know, definitely. they're just kind of like, I don't feel like it, you know, yeah. especially some of those old timers. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, that's a, that's something that, um, I don't know, must've been heartbreaking, uh, for Maudi at some stage to see, some of it go in a certain direction. Oh, or, absolutely. But, you know, to be honest, everywhere in the world's like that too, yes, you know. Yeah, for sure. But I, New Zealand is just so special and so mm-hmm. uh, unique that I, I hope, I think, that 
we're catching it in time before yeah. uh, it's gotten too bad here. And absolutely, New Zealand's always seems to be on the. Uh, well, hell, look what just happened with COVID. We're yep. doing good with that, but also leading you know, the way, and leading the way nuclear, you know, and yeah. uh, saying we're not going to do nuclear Absolutely, power yeah. where we have earthquakes. <laughs> 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 we'll let you guys figure that out for a while. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, how much experience do you get in the vineyard here? Do you get to, or is it mostly in the winery? Or? Mainly in the winery, um, but I do jump at the chance to get out there. Yeah, um, I feel like yeah it's just if you want to if you want to be a good winemaker you need to know what's happening in the vineyard essentially it's yeah um so yeah throughout my sort of career i've always tried to do vineyard um work and just not on a day like today just not on today (laughs) yeah jump in the winery top some barrels yeah (laughs) cold Um, uh cold winter day but um yeah i think the the word kaitiakitanga is um is great because it it is really one of those powerful words that I think can fit really nicely in the wine industry. Um, and I think the wine industry is great at um, ultimately making that connection between a product and the land. Um, so a word like kaitiakitanga, guardianship, um, is a term that can be thrown out quite loosely. Um, yeah. But I feel like there is some um, some great people in New Zealand um, particularly yes in the wine industry that are leading that way and um, protecting you, uh, did you have anybody you know even before you came here that uh, you know sort of inspired you led the way that you saw something early on that um, you thought yeah that's that's what it's all about yeah I think um, probably my time in Chablis um, was was uh, I, I worked there for about eight months um for a husband and wife um they have five hectares in shibley and they were doing fully organic and and i i worked 99 percent in the vineyard and the wine just, just was beautiful yeah, in, yeah. <laughs> in the winery and um was fermented then put to barrel and to bottle so that was i think one of the amazing um times in my my life my experience where i was like okay well you know looking after the land doing all this work in the vineyard has you know so much benefits down the road oh we have somebody spying on us (laughs) (laughs) Um, um yeah and then eventually coming down to atarangi yeah and then seeing how we manage the vineyards and and look after the land yeah we do actually yeah we do want some wine what we have empty. I brought you a Shannon uh, for for uh, for you to have. I didn't want to crack that open. Though I do have some wine in the car. <laughs> no, we have water. It's just water. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm so nervous here that I need something to break the ice a bit. You know, loosen me up. <laughs> Um, well, that sort of, uh, yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's, it would be very easy. I'll just say this. It would be very easy for me to do the Atarangi podcast <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. it's, uh, and, and I've consciously, you know, boxes, yeah, it does tick it? a yeah. lot of these boxes. And I think there's a reason why, uh, you know, Helen 
first of all, why the wines are so great, but why Helen's on the board for this. Yeah, sure. I don't get to have Marty Chardonnay enough, you know. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. go. Um, nice. So, yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, what do we got here? Fifteen, pretty cool. Fifteen, concentrated vin- vintage. Last don't want to spill on my computer. I've done that once before. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, like I was saying, I could probably do the the Atarangi podcast with all these sort of pillars, um, including the the third one, which uh, again, let's let's help Dan out with pronunciation. Fanongatanga. Yeah, pretty close. Um, Fanongatanga. Fanongatonga. 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 So, okay. Um, I think the root root word of that fano. Oh yeah, there's another yeah fano. I know that fanongatonga. Yeah, I missed that n before the g. Um, fanongatonga. Yeah, that's that's probably one of the easier ones. <laughs> um, and that is about uh, relationship, kinship, sense kinship, sense of family, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, since the first time I've come to this place, everybody's just so nice uh, uh, at Atarangi. But um, I, th- I feel like right before harvest, and I saw you at that like pre-harvest party. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first time in Martinborough, because I'm usually dipping in and out, that yeah, I got sure. to experience a little more of the wider community, yeah, including a bunch of you know interns and stuff from overseas. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it was, um, yeah, it was. It, it was something to be felt that I find I similarly experience when I'm in Hawks Bay with a lot of our friends and everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a it's a brilliant thing I think to you know Fanongatanga have have a family, have a community um, where everyone supports each other. Mm. Um, so, and again, that word kind of um, has lots of different meanings to to different people and. Like what? Um, what else could it mean? Oh, it depends on you know. Fanongatanga might be um, for you might just be your immediate family, how you support each other, um, but also Fanongatanga, the the family of your region, the family of your business. Mm. Um, so it's just uh, the come together of of people, whether they're related or not, um, and yeah, finding a connection and um, just helping each other. Um, and yeah, I think it's super important, particularly for a region like Martinborough, which is, is small. Yeah, I, I wouldn't understand uh, how you could exist <laughs> in the wine industry without without, without help from other wineries. It yeah. just and and I've had people from outside come into the industry who've just been like floored. Like I, I can't believe how much stuff is shared, and and uh, but I think everybody realizes the. Uh, you know, all ships rise with the tide, and well, that's right. Yeah. And uh, you know, the competitive thing is is cool, and I, I I get competitive with my mates and everything, but it's very very important that um, you know you're not the only Martinborough Pinot on a wine list. It, absolutely. That um, that oh, that's great. They're doing. It's a bummer when somebody's you know <laughs> you know isolated and yes. and not asking for help and failing yes. and yeah, uh, yeah. you want to help them and so yep. um, sometimes people come at it the hard way yes. <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. come begging for help but usually it's uh, you know you pick up the phone I've just 
Yeah, it's experienced so many times in the wine industry. Uh, Helen and you guys helping me mm. time to time when I'm in a jam around the oh, corner. Anytime, yeah. anytime you need. Um, so that that part is is great and really, mm-hmm. really, really. Um, I I don't know that anybody does it. There's probably some equals out there, but I don't know that anybody does it as good as New Zealand does yeah. as far as that kinship and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sense of sort of family in the industry. Um, Absolutely. At times we can go into our holes in the wintertime. Yep. Um, but I, I think, <laughs> the, okay. yeah, I think, I think that's changing even more and more um, and yeah, yeah. because of the sort of younger generation, you know, mm. trying to get together for tastings yeah. and things like that. That's well, that's really right. Good. Yeah. And it's also that sort of, um, sharing of not only knowledge but also sharing the wine and, and seeing how you know your wines look within the vintage and yeah and it's and it's incredible having those tastings to you know where people you know put these wines out and you know often they're not finished and yeah and um, look for feedback and and it's and it's great and we just it just looks good discussion mm. and um there's always so much to be learned from from open tastings like that so mm. yeah invite me next time yeah <laughs> um i'm just trying to think when the last one was yeah well it's about oh. that when i'm when i'm around you know yeah i need to not sneak in and sneak out you know yeah and you need to do the same when you're in hawks bay that's right that's right um so yeah coming off um 2020 pretty pleased i suppose yeah absolutely after a weird but great vintage mother yeah. nature was kind to us you know? yeah no no we're, we're stoked we um have uh, lots of wine um <laughs> yeah, compared right. to 2019 vintage yeah, yeah um after that was frosted but um yeah so we've got good volume and just yeah great quality really consistent yeah. um we're just looking at the wines now and and they're s- sort of slow slowly getting there um uh, but yeah, all looking, you all know, looking you, great. Yeah. You, if I zoomed out, I went, oh, you know, the weather looked fairly similar, except for that, um, you know, that spring that most of New Zealand had in, you know, spring of 2018. But yeah, reflects the 19 vintage of unbelievably concentrated, dark, yes, powerful, murky, even wines to yeah. this year, where I think they're so much more juicy and expressive. That's absolutely, and yeah. Pretty open and, yeah. and lots of fruit and really fruity. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and this sort of um, level of ripeness without um, sort of you know, some of the alcohol yeah. and um, yeah. the tannin that we've we've seen in previous vintages. So um, yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be a, a really exciting time and probably an easy time to taste these wines <laughs> come January. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, we've got, our, we've got we've got a, a good running since you know you started with that uh, seventeen, but uh, which was yeah still very happy with. We're on a, we're on a hell of a run. So, mm-hmm. all right, man. Well, uh, you know, I think probably the the way to leave this is to say uh, we'll revisit at some stage. Mm-hmm. Probably sit and talk um, for a bit more, but um, I definitely want to uh, discuss um, some more with you about connecting me to some other people too yeah absolutely um and then yeah you gotta come up to the bay you know yeah we'll do yeah look forward to it taste some big reds yeah (laughs) (laughs) cheers man yeah thank you oh hang on a second we're not done with ben yet let's get back in and speak to ben i got one more question for him well a couple more 
Cool. So, um, yeah, one thing we didn't touch on mm-hmm. is, uh, I think I mentioned New Zealand doing well with COVID, but I didn't really mention um, all that's going on in the world right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, things, uh, you know, they seem to nudge, 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 go back one step up, to, you know, step back, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, boom, and there's a, obviously a lot going on around the world right now, particularly in the U.S., but mm-hmm. there's been some... Um, some chatter here and, and for a long time, you know, in New Zealand, uh, I guess probably dating back to the eighties with a little more recognition of Maori and Maori yeah, culture. Absolutely. I think it's a, it's and, an ongoing discussion for sure. Um, it's probably, I don't, you know, because I didn't grow up here, I don't know the history mm-hmm. as well. And hopefully there's going to be people that, uh, listen to this all around the world mm-hmm. and uh, what's your experience as far as uh, you know you, you touched on earlier about growing up you know with a Maori father and having that connection to mm-hmm. uh, that that place where you go in the summertime what was it called again <laughs> uh, putty 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 yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know everything happened in the world how do you f- think Maori is placed uh, you know not even just in context of the rest of the world I think mm-hmm. it's you know uh, it just is what it is, and then as well as in the New Zealand wine industry. Yeah, I think um, it's it's one of those things that obviously as time has gone on, it's we need to discuss it more and more. Um, there has been some progress, but um, I think there's obviously and always will be more that needs to be done. Yeah. Um, and sort of relating it to the New Zealand wine industry um, it's not a industry that I see lots of Maori in um, and whether that is the areas where vines are grown have have not traditionally been um, sort of densely populated yeah we mentioned the um, South Island thing yeah yeah <laughs> there's a lot of wine from the South yeah, Island yeah but then yeah. there's also areas that have a high population of Maori like in Hawke's Bay Hawke's Bay absolutely um, yeah, yeah. And so I don't have experience there, but um, I'm sure there is um, lots of areas where, you know, Māori um, could be included in, in lots of discussions about land, um, and maybe in the past haven't been. Um, I don't have, yeah, I don't have a huge amount of sort of, basically what's the word, of my own experiences, um, a th- sort of more being in the industry and just looking at it from what I'm seeing and definitely seeing some holes that need to be filled. Um, and it's, and it's about having these discussions and bringing up these, these, yeah. to these terminologies and, and, um, I mean you, so you're a kid in Auckland mm-hmm. and you end up in a wine shop. How did that happen? Um, so yeah, basically my father, he is, he's into wine. Okay. He, he 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 um he loves his Pinot Noir, and um I think just living at home as a student and being broke is anything. Yeah. Um and drinking some of his wine and it was it was just kind of um something that I enjoyed sitting around with my dad and and having a having a yarn. So um yeah, it was it was kind of just an idea that um eventually snowballed into where I am now. So. Because I ask that because, you know, at the end of the day, 
um, there has to be some sort of interest and passion there. Now, I have seen it in a, in a very small degree, uh, some transition in the vineyard, mm -hmm. if you will, like uh, maybe this guy worked or a woman worked in a farm here and then all of a sudden they somehow ended up in a vineyard and it was like, you know, I don't know that they're, uh, um, yeah, it's hard to explain like some in the, because in hospitality it's a little bit more representative, I think. Yes. And, sure. uh, plenty of other industries in Hawks Bay. Yep. Uh, it is, I mean, you know, the guy I buy my boxes from to yeah. the guy who designs my labels mm -hmm. to, uh, like I said, a lot of restaurants and things like that. But, um, I think the, the, you know, I, I, I guess I'm looking for, not that you have the answers, but you yeah. know, suggestions on how to bridge that gap. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of people that want that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, for, for a lot of good reasons. Yes. And, um, you know, that probably will be an ongoing theme with, yep. with, uh, with this podcast and this mm -hmm. series and, and, um, which is a good, great thing. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I've thought about it since the day I moved here. Yeah. Yeah, for know? sure. And, uh, and, and just like, Hey, you know, you want a piece of this action, start, yeah. you know, start in the vineyard and, you know, in you know, it's just like in California with in Mexico. Yeah. I worked with a guy whose father worked and grandfather worked in vineyards. He has his own wine brand now. Yeah. Amazing. You know, and yeah, he's, yeah. He, was, he worked as well, assistant winemaker, yeah. started making his own wines. That's fantastic. And, um, and, uh, it's called Campesino, which means like the hands, the vineyard hands, you know, awesome. and or a vineyard worker. And that's got a great label mm -hmm. and he makes beautiful wines. And I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. Like that's, yep. that's a real story. Um, because at the end of the day, we all got to, you know, unless it's, you're a billionaire or something, you're, you're going to start yes, absolutely. at the, you know, yeah, just like yeah. you and I started, yep. uh, you know, basically eating shit somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I think bridging that gap and it's a tough thing because it is alcohol, yes. you know? Um, and so yeah. how do, the younger generation, if they don't have, uh, somebody like your dad yes. to say, Hey, check this out. This is super cool. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, um, I think sort of coming into, um, Maori and in the wine industry, um, I see why lots of brands have used Maori logos and, and Maori words um, because it's on the world stage. It's a point of dif differentiation. It's yeah, and um, essentially it is you know part of the whole idea of te wā, connecting back to a place. But I think there is a lot of room um, for improvement, mm. um, and it's really basic things like. Um, spelling words correctly <laughs> um and a number one big thing is pronunciation yeah i think if you know that's and it's amazing to have a maori word on your uh, label mm. um but i think we uh as a as an industry should work on um pronouncing words properly yes. and and uh, because yes at the end of the day it's it's um it could mean that that particular word could be you know quite special to someone and you know if you've absolutely yeah. if you're um i think you need to do your research and um look at uh the history yeah, well, and meaning of these words then it can easily get into that sort of misappropriation thing that's that, that's and disrespect and 
just like come on man you know yes, what is yeah, that yeah. you know that was something that was i don't know i learned from my great grandpop and well that's right I, yeah I have it on some so supermarket wine that yeah, yeah, you know, doesn't mean anything to anybody yeah and it's spelled wrong absolutely <laughs> yeah just um so i have i don't have an issue with uh maori words or maori um imagery being used but it just needs to be done in a um uh in a respectful way and that's by simply spelling and pronouncing them correctly it's a good start i mean i think, I think it's, it's a it's reasonable <laughs> yeah. place to start it's a great i think it's a great place to start and then we can kind of move from there but yeah. i think and also yeah doing the research on these particular words um uh, slapping them on a bottle and selling it overseas, you know, is is one thing. But um, I think, yeah, understanding how powerful a word can mean, yeah, uh, and can, could be to someone. So well, we're we're, you know, experiencing that now. Words have meaning, absolutely. You yeah. know, and uh, what you say matters. And mm-hmm. uh, that's there's a lot behind everything that's going on in the world right now. Yeah, uh, because, absolutely. Uh, you know, without getting into politics or anything, you know, mm-hmm. if you say something, it ha- it should have meaning. That's you right. Know? That's and, right. Uh, and so I think, yeah, that's a very, very reasonable place to start. <laughs> yes. Um, cool. <laughs> well, that's, a, so. that's a great answer. And uh, like I said, uh, hopefully a theme that we can uh, keep yeah, rolling keep, with. Keep, keep going with. And yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I just have like a weird thing in my head. Like, oh, I want to start this like thing and bridge the gap somehow. Mm-hmm. I just it's i didn't grow up here i didn't know i don't know how to do that's it right, i don't know what's in out. place and um, i think actually yeah and and sort of starting by research pronunciation yeah. um all of these small things um and then and then you look at the bigger picture which is um consulting with local iwi and mm. you know there's there's some incredible history that can be learned um yep. you know these like just for instance, um, a very small thing uh, up on the East Cape again. Um, my family's been there 700 years, and there's these particular winds that we talk about. Um, one's called the Hotonga, it's the southern wind. And it's it comes off the hills um, at about 5 p.m., 5, 6 p.m. Every, every night during summer, and it's this cold, chilling wind. And, you know, those are some of the things that we always look look for in, in wine or talk about in wine and, and vineyards and these are things that Maori have we have had for generations and of, there's a of word discussion for, yeah, and yeah. there's a word for it and it's yeah, and yeah. it's that, again it's that connection to the land and then there's so there's so much that you can um, actually learn by having conversations with um, local Maori yeah yeah we uh yeah, we got a lot, lot to work on with that, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I, I do think it's getting better, but um, mm-hmm. uh, just as again as an outside perspective, um, it, it, you know, full disclosure, it doesn't help that um, one of the uh, iwis right near where I live is all Mormons and they don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a little different. So there's a bit of a speed bump in the. Uh, <laughs> And the bridge in that gap, but um, uh, it doesn't mean you know that there's not great farmers in there and, yeah, and great knowledge to yeah. be to be and, had. And, um, Traditionally, my family has never really drunk wine, and mm. so it's always been a um, bit of a beer and something else there. But so it's quite interesting getting them slowly into wine, and yeah, yeah, I think it's a it's a great great discovery, and mm. um, you know there is 
uh, I mean, what a, what a fun thing to be able to try to do is to like, you know, every, every, uh, you know, it happens, whatever, black, white, indigenous, whatever you have that moment mm-hmm. where you're like, I just, yeah, I like a wine. Oh, I like Chardonnay. And then, and then all of a sudden you, you're like, Whoa, I like that. Why do I like this so much? Exactly. You know? Yeah. And, um, and, uh, that could be happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, and there's a way to responsibly drink and everything just like we are now. <laughs> <you know? laughs> um, well, cool, man. That was great. And, yeah, uh, cool. we'll, uh, That's enough from Ben. Uh, no, I, I wanted to get in that last part. Uh, I discovered I sort of forgot a couple things to ask him. And it's pretty tough. You know, some of these people, even, you know, they could be mentors. I respect them a lot. Or even, you know, some of them are friends and peers. And I just want to, I'm very conscious. I want to represent these people the best way I can. It's their chance to speak, you know, about something they're very passionate about. And in this case, they're talking about, their life and their opinion on what's happening in the world right now. So I wanted to make sure uh, Ben was able to say all that. So thank you, Ben. Uh, Let's get into it with Janine. She, uh, again, has a really interesting background. Uh, If you go back to uh, through my uh, episodes, you'll see we had a full episode with Janine Rickards. She tells her story. We were sitting in a house in Martinboro, this probably three, four years ago. Lots changed for Janine since then. New full-time winemaking gig. She's got her huntress wines going full bore these days. And uh, maybe pun intended with bore being the huntress that she is. So let's talk to Janine. Yes, so you were born in Auckland. Yes, grew up south of Auckland. Yeah. On a sheep and beef farm. Um, yeah, went to a Maramarua Primary School, Haraki Plains College. Because we did uh, talk before, and um, your episode is there, though we did get interrupted a couple times, I mm. think, when we were, uh, we last gig. talked. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. I, I just I don't I haven't listened to it in a long time, but I don't remember if we really discussed your heritage much or your um, Faka Papa, you know, and how, um, yeah, what yeah, what is your heritage basically? I don't know if we covered that, or maybe I just maybe not something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a bit of a good Kiwi mix, really. Yeah. So um, my mum's done all the family history, traced back to the Iwi connections um, and the Scottish heritage on that side and she does have all the details on it but yeah I'm a good Kiwi mix I know which regions of the country I come from here in Scotland and the the clan and tribal names yeah which is um pretty cool but uh, yeah I didn't grow up with any close association to iwi or religion or anything like that 
So it's quite interesting going through, like finally getting myself to te reo classes at, at UCO and Masterton and learning about te ao Māori and the philosophies. It's quite yeah. cool. Just I, I, I associate with it, but I don't know if I'm... I'm definitely not um, knowledgeable enough to speak too much to it. So were you, were you in the generation that would have learned... Maori at school or anything or started to there was a little bit of primary school I, I should have taken it in high school but I didn't in the end um, I guess I felt like a social pressure I didn't feel like I could but I should have at the end of the day and now I'm 39 I'm trying to pick up yeah I'm the same I'm because uh, Mata went and did a teaching degree which was basically half in Te Maori and a lot of um, biculturalism and everything and that sort of seeped into our daily life. Mm. And so now I've just speaking to somebody about doing a class next year, just in the language. But what are you doing this thing in Masterton? Is it, is there cultural stuff too? Or? Uh, I did a bit of an online course, which really um, covered the philosophies of um, te ao Māori. So, you know, these pillars that we're talking about, kaitiakitanga and, you know, um, the relationships that Māori have with the land and the people and how they have a, a longevity, like a, they're looking at it not now, they look, they, they, they look at the past and, and they're looking towards the future and they're making sure that they um, are doing the best for the land and the people and there's a real connection, I guess, that's what, I was picking up from that small paper I did. Um, and I, I relate to it just through hunting and having grown up on a farm and having a really good connection with, you know, mm. food and, and family and, and that kind of thing. But yeah, the the course, the current course is just basic beginner vocab. Yeah, yeah, you got to start kind of somewhere. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And pronunciation. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's not a surprise that, um, you know, you, you know, when somebody introduces themselves, what's that called when you introduced your family lineage? Oh, is that your the, mihi, mihi or your pepiha. Yeah, mm. and so you say, and then you also say, this is my mountain, this is my river, this is my ocean too, I think Yeah, maybe? it depends where you sort of grew up, I guess. Yeah. And I, I've been, I, I haven't, I'm, I'm not confident in doing my... Pepeha yet, because I'm, I'm quite curious. Like, I, I know where I grew up. I grew up north, but the Wadarap is my home now. Yeah, I well really no, feel like I've got roots here. Yeah, totally. And I know where my ancestry is from. And it's generations, you know, Hokianga, um, Te Araha, and, and, and how do I express where I come from? Because now I want to I want to associate myself with the Wadarapa, but you've got you've to have your historic where you're from and then where you where you sort of relate to I'm sure there's somebody that can help with that along the yeah. way you'll meet yeah. a, uh, a mentor and somebody to explain not only how to do it but what it means to do that because mm. that I, I got to think and uh, I'll speak with Nathan later today but that uh, and that's probably a good question to ask is even within somebody who isn't a what is a good Kiwi mix uh, you know people are mobile now you know a Maori is mobile and People grow up one place, live another place, go overseas for a while, come back, you know. So there has to be some sort of a, 
uh, resolution and solution to that, uh, that, well, not problem, but sort of issue about uh, identifying and, you know, but it does, yeah, it does pose an interesting concept to, to be like, um, does it make sense that we're doing all this shifting around and moving around when, um, uh, or if we are going to do it, do we really just need to try to recognize where we are, where we're putting our feet and, and, um, and that what is actually home and that you can't just keep, I mean, we're in the wine industry, people, I don't know how many people you've talked to over the years, you're like, oh, doing this vintage and you're back and forth and back and forth. And it's like, you got no home, you know, <laughs> yeah. you got, you know, uh, I'm the same for Hawks Bay, you know, it's, it's home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and we're such a, a multicultural nation now and it, you know, and it's fantastic. It brings so much diversity and um, to us as as Kiwis. But I think, yeah, it's it's an amazing opportunity now in this this sort of era to um, educate people on these concepts that are important to so many different cultures around the world. You know, um, Native Americans. Uh, Aborigines, lots of lots of indigenous cultures, they seem to have the same concept, um, similar concepts. On you know, it's pretty basic, really, isn't it? It's, yeah, well, I it's even complex, think, but it's basic. You got. I even think uh, you know, Italy, like Mara was like that. Yeah. She loves learning about the Maori culture because it reminds her so much about Italy. You know, and fa- how family is so important, and li- you know, and lineage and this great grandpop and all this kind of stuff. So um, something that, uh, yeah, I can say is always important, but to have the terms around it and the, and the, um, the way of recognizing it, I think you're right. It's just really important to do that. Um, so yeah, I kind of have like, it's, it's not as usual for me to have a list of questions to go through. Uh, but I will say, uh, I'm, my pronunciation is slowly getting better and better. Hmm. Um, but we, you know, we touched on uh, Turonga Waiwai and and that fact that you're finding more and more that Waiwai is your home, or it's not, it just is now. And I know it seems like every other time I talk to you, you're just coming out of the bush. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What does it mean to you? What what you know? What what is it like for you these days? You know. Yeah, well, I've definitely, I mean, just built a home here and I've got so many friends over the years that I've based myself in this region and I just, I have a connection to the bush and the coast here. Like it, it really, you know, warms warms me on the insides to, to think of it. So I think when I've got that kind of connection and emotion, emotional sort of, you know, noticeable um feeling I'm like well that's where home is yeah I've got me my other home where you know my family are up north and I love going up there and that has a special sort of feeling as well but this is where I'm putting my roots down and I'm planting trees and I'm got a got a home and you know where I, I'm looking at a future um yeah and wine and uh other things around here yeah yeah well I think that touches on that concepts or those concepts of what does it mean to have uh, a fucka papa that's sort of different or you know changed to what is now your Turonga Waiwai which Mm. for me to even say that means I'm starting to understand (laughs) these things a little bit I mean I'm literally I I went to the conference a couple years ago so I, I sort of understood 
I started hearing the term Turanga Waiwai more and understanding that it's a slightly different, well, it is a different concept than terroir, for instance, um, and it's more of a, a cultural, um, uh, an individual thing, and it's about how the land affects you, but, you know, sort of um, penetrates your life in different ways. But uh, it is an interesting thing to think about when you're a transplant yourself and I think we both are, but you, me a little farther away. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's that's interesting, and it will be, uh, I think, interesting. I don't know to check back in with you at some point after your education is, and how you come to terms with those type of things. But it's going to be your home, so you'll yeah. I'm sure you'll you know, just keep yeah, I think digging it's a deeper journey. roots. It's yeah. a big journey, you know. That's right. Um, and, you know, I know, I don't know, I sort of doesn't, shouldn't matter, it doesn't matter, but how, what your, how much or whatever your um, heritage is of, of Māori, um, but within light of everything happening in the world these days, you know, uh, do you think where Māori is placed and what's happening in the community and, um, you know, what, you know, obviously there could be a lot of things improved as far as, more Māori in the New Zealand wine industry. Um, and oftentimes, I think you mentioned earlier about high school, like cultural um, pressure and things like that to maybe not even say, hey, man, I'm actually half Māori or something like that, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, what, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? I think there's been a big shift since, you know, I was a kid growing up. I think it's a really positive movement towards sharing and, and and people speaking te reo, you know, around the country, you know, just even the simple greeting. Mm. Um, and I think as that education and knowledge sharing increases, um, it's only going to make New Zealand a richer place um, and, and, and help people like myself connect to their heritage a bit more. Yeah. Um, quite fascinating and I do need to sit down with my mother who's done so much work you know she knows where rallies are buried up in Rawani and the Hokianga and Te Araha and she did as much as she could yeah as far back as she could you know get information it's quite fascinating and I think it's really important that I sit down with her at some time at some point in time and um, take all that knowledge on so I can share it one day with my niece and nephew or yeah, it's uh, it's like time travel, really. Yeah, you know, to try to visit that stuff, and I think even when you go back a little bit, um, you'd be pretty amazed. You, you know, they have the television shows where the people go back and look at their lineage and everything, and they find out like, you know, some I don't know famous actor finds out that you know three generations I never knew my grandfather and founds out he's a he's an auteur and he's an, he wasn't you know he worked in the Catskills and acting in theater or something you know and you might maybe you'll find uh, you might not find a winemaker back there but you might find <laughs> something that really identifies uh, with you which would be um, really cool um, yeah I think it's I was I, don't, I didn't grow up here obviously so but occasionally I do um, you know certainly social media is a cesspool of uh, finding, you know, <laughs> negative <laughs> things, uh, but I, I occasionally, you know, you occasionally see some pushback, um, uh, and, I, and I just think it's crazy. It's much like, uh, to, I'm talking about sort of te or any kind of like language things, and uh, it's 
first of all, it's happening no matter what anyway, no matter what anybody says. There's obviously a need for that. I compare it to, you know, multilingual countries are just so much more interesting. To yeah. Just that, that basic fact, you know, that people who can speak multiple languages and identify with multiple multiculturalism is uh, just makes a place so much more interesting, you know? I absolutely agree. And I think, yeah, you've, you've got to go into things with an open mind and you're only going to learn then and, you know, increase, you know, your, your you become a better person for it. If you're closed-minded and you shut all that stuff out and negative towards it, then it's big loss, but it's also, you know, going to impact people around you. So I think it's important to embrace change and um yeah keep learning yeah i agree i'm, I'm on board <laughs> um and uh, yeah we, we didn't really touch that as much on it but how do you feel about the new zealand wine and and pakia essentially embracing the ideas of maori i mean we talked a little bit about that but does it make you proud or do you see any misappropriation there i've discussed with ben a little bit that's i think one of his yeah, just so you might have the same sentiments and you don't have to repeat this that I uh, repeat what he said is like, can we just start with spelling the names right <laughs> on some of the labels? And I was like, I, which I'm, I, I'm, I was unaware of, like, you know, I'm sure it doesn't surprise me, but I never thought about that. I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty good basic step, you know? Well, even place names, you know, what I've learned at my class on Monday nights is that, um, you know, they're not, they're not correctly, um, written so then therefore the pronunciation is incorrect um it's better than ignoring it and not doing anything you know it's um it's great that the new zealand wine industry wants to embrace these you know and these philosophies these this way of thinking and it, it it's in line with most most farming wine growers i would say you know, it's about preservation um, and longevity of the earth, the, the, the earth the, you know, um, our place in the world, making sure that we look after it, look after the people on it and respect. Yeah, and I think that's all, yeah, completely fine. I mean, I guess there is quite particular protocol, which, you know, I'm not, I'm not familiar with. Um, and I think you'll find later today yeah. when you talk to Nathan, like, um, yeah, organising a, a bit of a pofiri and a hangi um, for the wine growers, you know, I'm learning a lot. You know, you can't just rock on up to the marae, and I kind of knew that, but um, yeah, there's there's a lot to learn for everyone. Yeah, 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 sure. Mm. Um, so you want to touch just on that carefully. Be respectful, I guess. Yeah, I think that's the main thing: is mm. be um, be really respectful and just try, like you said, keep an open mind. And um, I'm sure you'll. Um, be corrected, but hopefully respectfully uh, back. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think in general, you know, um, especially in the Wairarapa, um, working with Kevin and Nathan um, at Hauariki Marae, they're just, they're super excited to be working with the wine growers on the event we're, we're planning, just to um, incorporate local community, and then if we get international travellers back working harvest, then, the, you know, sharing that with people who are visiting um at harvest yeah i think yeah i'm just thinking sort of out loud here and i um i wonder what uh, i don't see anything wrong with this but i wonder what your thoughts are on more um you know embracing more maori within 
it's not something you can force. It just has to happen, and there has to be the interest there. Um, but one avenue I was thinking uh, for more money in the in the wine industry, I was thinking um, is you know historically, you know all these vines come from Europe basically, you know. So it, um, to try to blend that together with what's going on, uh, I think much like anybody approaching the wine industry, it's pretty intimidating and you're like, I wouldn't even know where to start. And I, when I moved here, I'd, the idea of becoming a winemaker was like, like an astronaut or something, you know, you just had no idea what it took or anything like that. So, but my entry was through restaurants Same. and yeah, so it, you know, there's opportunity there to embrace people and uh, encourage people to say, hey, if this is something you're good at and you like it, um, Maybe, you know, you can come work a few days of harvest or come do some picking or something like that and see if they get the bug, you know. Yeah, I guess opportunities, uh, making sure that they're there and, um, yeah, creating some interest, you know. Um, yeah, it'll be- like you say, it may be something that was never considered by, um, you know, people from Māori heritage. I mean, I... I, like you, fell into it through restaurants, and um, I guess I'm still on my journey to connect myself with my um, Māori heritage, so, yeah, I guess I'm coming at it from a different angle. Mm. Um, and a Scottish uh, winery yeah. name. Yeah, that's that right. Like, that's that. Japanese owners, <laughs> so, you know, we're pretty diverse here. Yeah, I saw that even the smoker room was pretty diverse, so yeah. that's really cool. Well, I think we got uh, a lot of good stuff there. I mean, uh, thanks for making some time. No worries. I'm sure you got a lot of work to do. I'll let you get back to it. Thanks. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Janine. That was great. For you guys to give me some time. Thank you, Ben, as well. Uh, That's it for this week. We'll talk to you next week with some new people, sticking on some of these same themes, but obviously some new concepts. We're going to get in with Larry McKenna and Nathan Maynard. Uh, A little bit more about the history and some cultural things with uh, Martinborough and the Wider Dapa. Thanks a lot, guys. Don't forget, Wine Searcher. Go to the website. Download the app. Cheers. Cheers.